Welcome to the Dewhawk Digest, the podcast for all things Loras College. In this episode, we look at the League of United Latin American Citizens Charter at Loras College and the impact it's having on campus. I'm Robert Waterbury, Assistant Director of Campus Communications, and I'm pleased to welcome my guest, the President of the Loras Chapter of the League of United Latin American Citizens, also known as LULAC, Manny Rivera. Welcome to the Duhawk Digest. Yeah, thanks for having me. Um, my real name is Emmanuel Rivera, but everyone at Laura's calls me Manny. Uh, I'm originally from Chicago, and um, I actually grew up uh, most of my life in Skokie, which is literally like it borders the city. It's like a suburb. Mm-hmm. So um, I came to Laura's initially because my godfather, um, my senior year, he was asking me like, um, "Hey, like, what do you plan on going on college and stuff?" And I was like, "I really don't know. Like, I knew I wanted to go to college, but I had no idea like where to apply and." You know, the whole, like, I guess the whole college process, I had no idea. So he kind of walked me through, and he's like, hey, like, these are um, schools you should apply to, like, both in-state, out-of-state, private, and public. So I was like, I had no idea. And he's like, yeah, it'll help you uh, with financial aid and stuff. So I was like, okay. So that was, like, the first step. And this is all my senior year. Like, I had no idea because, like, usually people look their junior year, stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So I was like, okay. So I went through the whole process, and it turned out that, like, in-state schools were way too expensive. And then um, I think I applied to some schools in Wisconsin and uh, Michigan. And once again, they were way too expensive. And it was starting to turn out like that community college is going to be my only option. And then he told me about uh, Dubuque, actually. He told me to apply to UD, to Clark University, and then also Loris College. And um, the best, I got the best financial aid from UD and Loris. And then he's like, you know, what, why don't we take you for a visit? I was like, I mean, I don't have a car. I don't know how I'm going to get here. So he's like, no, don't worry. Like, um, he talked to my high school, and he's like, hey, like, would it be okay if I took these group of students to, um, to visit the schools? So he took me and, like, five other of my friends. Uh, we visited these schools, and then one more. We visited um, Augustana College in mm-hmm. Rock Island. And um, my friend ended up going there. And then when we came to visit here, I didn't really like, um, like my kind of like the Fion campus at UD. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, um, I don't know. I don't really see myself going here. And then uh, we went to Clark. Clark was way too small. So I was like, nah, that's not it either. And when we came to Loris, uh, I met the cross-country coach, Bob Schultz. And uh, he was really welcoming. It was cool. We got to walk around the campus. And it was all during summer because um, I just didn't have time during school year. So mm-hmm. it worked out pretty well. Yeah, so so you really kind of connected with the, the campus and the feel of campus being here compared to other places that you'd seen. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, um, what have you been studying since you've been here? What's your? Do you have a major yet? Are you still kind of figuring that all out? Or yeah, actually, um, it kind of changed. I think initially I wanted to do math like both my freshman and sophomore year, and then like towards the higher classes, it got really tedious. I'm like, nah, I don't like this, and um, it kind of just flipped. So I had no idea what I was gonna do, and then um, again, my godfather, he always like look over my papers and stuff. He's like, you know, you're a good, really good writer. Why don't you try to do something in reading and writing? And I was like, no, nah, I don't want to do that because I, I just didn't like it. <laughs> but then um, I realized that um, it was really easy for me to write, like, reading about stuff that I was interested in. And then that's actually how I got my uh, sociology major. Okay. Nice. So, and then I've been involved with cross-country as well? Yeah, I do cross-country and track here. Okay. So, staying pretty active then. So, yeah. <laughs> cross-country track, obviously, LULAC. So, you've got a pretty full schedule on it. Mm-hmm. 
Good. So this semester is obviously a, been a little bit different mm-hmm. because it's kind of, kind of a comedy. Some people doing hybrid, some people doing all virtual. Uh, what's it been like being on campus during a pandemic? Uh, it's been interesting, to be honest. I think in the beginning when I first got here, it was really cool. Like, I think a lot of us were excited to come back to school. And then it was pretty like busier, like where there's students all over the campus, whether it's in the ACC, AWC and stuff like that. But then, like as like time progressed, we kind of saw like the campus get empty. Where I remember, like at one point, it literally just seemed like a ghost town, and that's just because people were getting quarantined and stuff like mm-hmm. that. But uh, I could tell um, it was kind of taking its toll on like the students and teachers, because my teachers were, like in class they try to do their best. Obviously, they want to teach us, but like it, you can only do so much because the students, it's up to us to listen and learn the mm-hmm. material. So it's been interesting <laughs> it's been difficult too but um i think most of us manage well so yeah i started to kind of slowly adjust and get used to it and hopefully once you're used to it uh it goes back to what we would call normal right yeah <laughs> so good so well and yeah we mentioned lulac and and so this is actually the uh the second year that loris actually holds the charter member for lulac and um so for anybody unfamiliar what is lulac what is it all about so we have a chapter here at uh, Laura's, but it's actually like a, a nationwide organization. And I believe it started in California. Um, I think it's origins where like, um, we had like migrant workers, they didn't have like proper rights. So they created uh, like a chapter, right? And they help advocate for um, like their workers' rights. And it kind of uh, came like this community-based organization where they advocate um, not only for the workers, but just for like um, other people in need. And uh, slowly but surely, kept getting momentum where like there was more chapters all around um, the U.S. And um, I think it's great because you know I think it's like support that the um, just like the Latin uh, Latin American community needs. And yeah. Yeah. How many how many students are actually involved with with the Loris Charter? Right now, I think we have about like forty. I'd have to double check, but oh, we have fantastic. a good amount. Yeah, that's, that's actually growing up from when it first started. So yeah, uh, it was uh, Rodrigo Espino who is actually all virtual this year. Um, he's the one who kind of spearheaded the effort to bring it to to get the to secure the charter for campus here, and that made it actually Loris just the fifth university or college in Iowa to actually have a Lulac chapter, which is which is great. So you're kind of stepping in for him now with it with him you're being on campus as the president what was the, what was that first year like i think there was what 16 to 20 students initially and now we've kind of ballooned up you know doubled the numbers which is fantastic what's that what was that first year like on campus through lulac i think it was really exciting just because um we had we had made like an organization that's like really i guess like more connected i guess there's been like other small like kind of they were actually like clubs in the past but like over the years they kind of just died down where to the point where like they wouldn't even exist so the first year was really cool because we had a lot of students to come out. They were always involved. We had meetings and stuff like that. So it was really cool. And um, I think we're just planning events. I think it's always just like a good feeling. It's like a welcoming feeling, I guess I want to say. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, it's a big shout out to Rodrigo because, you know, any of us could have done that. You know, we, well, most of us have been here for like three years. And um, he really took those steps. So, you know, I admire him for that. Yeah. And so uh, the first year, so you mentioned the meetings and what kind of what kind of programs did you guys get to start putting together for this? So every year, like I want to say the month of October, uh, we have like a Latinx uh, Heritage Night and we should do a soccer game. Uh, we do announcements in Spanish. We bring food and stuff like that. People get a T-shirts. So it's a really good time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's really and you can stress that it's, it's not just for, you know, LULAC members or just the, the Latinx community on campus. It's for everybody. And it's really to kind of share that heritage with everybody on campus. Yeah. And we always get positive feedback. People love to come and, and just enjoy it. 
Yeah. So and so that first year kind of got your guys get your feet going. Of course, now second year, get excited to move forward, and now we're in a pandemic. So what's it been like for uh, this semester in terms of you know the second year? Are you have more people involved. What's what have you guys been up to for this first semester for uh, 2020, 2021? So thankfully, we were still able to do our uh, our initial like Latinx Heritage Night. That was uh, a good success, and finally, um, plenty of people came. I think after that, though, it was it was a little harder to plan more and more events. Uh, we had like uh, Dia de los Muertos, uh, like a table. We had like a week where a, a bunch of like groups put up a table, but um, it's been harder just for the members to come. I always try to make, uh, like, uh, meet up with them virtually through Zoom. Mm -hmm. So we do that, but like just less and less come just because there's like so much we can do with like, you know, COVID regulations, trying to keep everyone safe and things like that. Sure. So do you have any plans you know, for the, the second semester? Now you've had the, the first semester to kind of get used to it. And obviously trying to keep people engaged, is, as you mentioned, is kind of difficult. But uh, is there anything that you're going to try and do the second semester coming up to really kind of reconnect and kind of keep things going forward? To be honest, I don't know yet. Like, we literally just met uh, yesterday, and we are talking about that. We're like, hey, we'll just wait, because I think everyone at this point is exhausted from, like, school and stuff. So we're like, hey, like, you know, the week before we come back, we'll all get together and talk. So I was like, all right, it's fine. Because, I mean, I still don't know either. Right now I'm trying to figure out, like, my last couple weeks of school, and I'm sure they are too, so. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so in addition to, to obviously putting together events and bringing the community together, so LULAC actually does a little bit of, like, kind of professional sponsorship, right, for moving forward. Is there – how does how does LULAC – being a, a member of LULAC help outside of just being on campus? So what people don't know, it's actually, like, um, when you're involved with LULAC, you put on your resume, and I know people – kind of like people that know they're like what is that and like oh it's an organization that advocates for others so i mean obviously it looks good on your resume but it also means more to the members so i think it's just um it's like a demonstration of caring for others sure so it's a definitely a professional uh professional plus moving forward once exactly. once you guys leave campus mm -hmm. good so where's lulac go from here i've it's hard to say, obviously, <laughs> you, know, you know, figure out the next semester is hard enough with, with uh, everything going on. But kind of what what's the idea to kind of grow? You know, obviously, you've done a great job of getting more people involved, getting four, you know, up to 40 students now. Uh, how do you continue? What's the, what's the bigger picture moving forward that uh, what can we do to, to make LULAC continue to, to thrive on campus? I think that's going to be like with the growing, um, growing number of students that are Latin, like that would consider themselves Latinx. Um, I know more and more like come every year. So I, I mean, for me, that's really, I feel like it's really good. But uh, we also want to help like the underclassmen kind of fill those leadership positions because like all of my year, like we're, we're the e-board right now and we're going to be gone in a year. So we don't want to just like leave and then have no one to kind of fill those spots. So we try to really connect with the underclassmen and kind of help just bring them to um, bring them up, I guess. Okay. And what, what, uh, what kind of steps you do to really get them comfortable on campus and kind of connect them with the, the community? Uh, in the past, we've done like just kickbacks where we all get a chance to get together, talk, you know, share stories and stuff like that. And uh, obviously this year we can really do that. And so mm -hmm. we're going to try to figure out um, if we could do something where we can all just get together and just literally hang out. So it's just really getting to know each other and just kind of be comfortable hanging out and kind of finding that sense of community and family exactly. on campus. Mm -hmm. All right. So then I guess let's, let's go back to, to you then. Um, so moving forward, obviously you, you've got graduation coming up. What's your plan after Loris? What, what are you looking to do? Uh, I think after I graduate, I really want to be an admissions rep based in Chicago. 
I mean, I would love to work for Loris, but I mean, I really don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that's something I want to pursue. And I also want to uh, get a master's in high school counseling because I plan to work in my high school. Okay. And I mean, those are my two options. Like I said, no one really knows what's going to happen after. So, right. You know. Well, and, and we should we should also add, add addition to everything. that. So you're president of LULAC, you're cross country, you're track, and you're also actually working with the admission department. So this is not yeah. like uh, like you're just like hanging <laughs> out. So you are, you have a full schedule, which is fantastic. Yeah. So what's that experience with the admission department been like? What's yeah, obviously enough that you want to keep going, but what's what have you what have you been doing through the admission department? Um, I actually like reach out to high school counselors. Um, they'll give me like a list, like from either the south suburbs, the city, north suburbs, stuff like that. And I think it's really cool. You know, I just send them an email saying like, "Hey, my name is Emmanuel. Um, uh, I plan to be a future high school counselor. I wanted to reach out to you, see if we can like connect or touch base, and kind of like maybe get their students to be interested in lawyers and stuff like that." So that's what I've done initially. I've done like video translations, and it actually took me a lot longer than I thought it would. <laughs> But um, it's been good. Like, you know, it's just small projects like that. And um, my uh, colleague, he's like my advisor. He's been like really, really um, understanding that I have a full schedule. So he's like, hey, don't worry. Like, you know, just get it to me as soon as you can. And then um, we'll go from there. So it's worked out pretty well. I really enjoyed it. Nice. So and you would you be hoping to look work with um, more uh, Latinx students moving forward, kind of help build that community through the admission process and kind of get more students here? Or? Yeah, I definitely wouldn't mind working with the Latinx community, but also, like, just diversity in general. Yeah. So, I mean, really, I'd work with anybody. Okay. Uh, I also want to add, so we, we mentioned Rodrigo um, kind of securing the charter, but he also actually did have a lot of help with uh, with getting that set up through with uh, Sergio Perez, who actually is the director of the Center for Inclusion and Advocacy. Mm-hmm. What kind of role has he played with LULAC and, as you guys have, have moved forward with that? So he kind of helps us like organize events. Um, he gives his advice on like, hey, like you should do the poster like this, or like um, you should reach out to this to this community, or you should try doing an event like this. So it's like more advising, but he definitely likes to come, which is always cool, you know, having the support and stuff. And uh, he's definitely played a bit, uh, pretty big role in guiding the organization. So that's cool. Yeah. Well, and, and uh, Lulac, I mean, it's. I think you might be understanding a little bit <laughs> like in terms of what you guys do, because it, it is actually making a, a really big impact on campus, which is great. And, and again, you can see that from the number of just the, the way that the, the numbers have grown that quickly within a year. Mm-hmm. So um, so really keep up the great work. You guys are doing fantastic things. Mm-hmm. Manny, thank you so much for, for coming and taking some time. Like I said, we've talked about you've got a busy schedule. So, <laughs> so to carve out some time and kind of chat with me a little bit, I really appreciate it and kind of share your story and share uh, kind of some information about LULAC. Yeah, no problem. It's been a pleasure. Thank you for having me. Yeah, thank you. And thank you to Trent Hanselman, who is our producer extraordinaire and makes me sound better. And you guys never hear all the edits I make him do. And thank you to everyone who listened into our discussion. For more podcasts as well as Loris news and features, be sure to visit the Loris Daily website at daily.loris.edu. And while you're there, feel free to sign up for the free emails that will give you uh, weekly or daily updates on everything going on at Loris. And if you consume your podcast through iTunes or Spotify, you can find the Duhawk Digest there as well. We hope you'll join us next time for another Duhawk Digest. Until then, take care of yourselves and each other, and go Duhawks!